Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Can I just introduce you or can you introduce yourself to the listeners and just give us a little bit of a background story um, on you and then I so look forward to hear everything you've got to tell us. Uh, Yes, I'm Liz. I'm one of two, which still to this day surprises me and I'm like, oh gosh, I've done it twice. Uh, I must be crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say it, but... (laughs) Uh, And in the space of two years. So my son is two years, he'll be three in July and I've just had a daughter who's five months and it's nothing can ever prepare you for what it's like when you've got to like I think you hear everyone go oh the transition from two oh it can be hard and they say it so matter-of-factly as if to say oh yes yeah it'll be interesting with two and you'll find this difficult or you'll find this challenging and and then you're in it and it's nothing it's nothing can prepare you every day is a whirlwind in those first couple of weeks we were just living to survive but we wanted them close in age so that hopefully as they grow up it will be that they'll have that friendship I try to do as much as I can with him when she naps so that I can have that one-on-one with him and he can feel like he's still getting my attention and he's still yeah. getting that uh, interaction, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, does um does he go to nursery at all? Or yeah, daycare? so today he's in nursery, so uh, he goes on one day a week at the moment and it gives me that time to have that bonding with her. Like, it, I think that's really important in the fact that when you've got two, I found that I need that time, just me and her, to figure out our relationship. It's much harder when there's my son at home as well. I think it's, I've always got one eye on him and one, one eye on her. And I'm still, I think when I've got just her on my own when he goes to nursery, it's like I can play with her by herself. I can get, teach, try and teach her to, to do things. And, uh, and that's, I think that's really important because it's just so different having two together at home all the time. Um, so he'll occasionally go from like to my mum's as well. And that gives me a little bit of a break. And I think he needs that break from me a little bit as well. Like I'm here, my husband works uh, like full time. So it's mainly just me at home and stuff. And I see nursery as that interaction with the children and trying to learn new things, that independence away from me. And it's so interesting having had a girl so I've had a boy first and a, then a girl. Like, it's it's so... The differences, it's just... I don't know how to explain it. It's like, he was completely... Like, so he slept he slept differently those, like, first couple of months to her. He was quite clingy, whereas my daughter's quite... like She loved being held, but she'll be happily put down and, like, sit and play for ages. Whereas mm-hmm. he wouldn't do that. 
Yeah, do you think that that might be because obviously she's had to be put down potentially a little bit more than him yeah. because obviously when you had her, there was another kid yeah. already in the picture that you had to give your attention to? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think from pretty much day one, for example, Naps, she she doesn't sleep on any of us. Uh, she will happily... Mm-hmm. She actually sleeps better when she's down in her cot or in the pushchair. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, because in those first couple of months, weeks, I had to put her down um, mm-hmm. because I still had to tend to my toddler when my, when my husband went back to work and things. And we've started now putting her down awake so that she could try and self-settle to, to get her to sleep. Wow. How is that going? Because that is not something that I've done at all. <laughs> um, it's... So with my first, he was a lot harder to put down for a nap. And it wasn't until probably six months that he went in his cot. And he'd have to be either rocked or fed to sleep every time, naps and bedtime. And my husband worked shifts. So he would be here for bedtime one week. And then uh, the following week, he was at work until 10.30 at night. So I would do bedtime by myself. And I think it was around eight months. One night, I was just, I think I'd had a really rough day. I hadn't had anything really to eat. I hadn't really had anything to drink. I was really drained. And it came to bedtime and it was just me. And I thought, I've just got to bite the bullet. I've just got to put him down because I can't keep rocking him. I can't keep feeding him because I I need to take care of myself a little bit. And I just put him down and it was those heart-wrenching thing in the entire world with listening to him cry and cry and I didn't want to do it and then he went quiet and I went uh, I, I was checking the monitor religiously and it went quiet and I was like it's gone to sleep and then the next night a little bit of crying and he went to sleep so breaking that like heart-wrenching cry and then he managed to self-settle by himself so with my daughter, we've done a similar thing in that we put her down and she does cry a little bit, but she doesn't, it's not like, she's not in pain and she's not, she's not hungry. I've just fed her and things like that. And then she'll go to sleep and it, it is hard and it is, I hate listening to the cry and I hate thinking that she's like, is somehow, you know, distress. Uh, it's just biting that bullet, I think. I can understand why some people don't want to do that or don't like, don't like that because it is just not the nicest thing to do but she but both but my son sleeps really well like he's sleeping in his own room um and sleeping um in his own bed and she's sleeping in her own room and sleeping in her own cot I think it's just that cry is just like it it, it's a bit soul destroying but it, it was something that we needed to like because my because my husband worked shifts. I had to mm-hmm. I had to think about myself and had to try and like think about well I can't do this forever um, because eventually like he's going to get too big or too heavy to rock to sleep uh, and he's always going to want that contact with me how long did that last that journey to getting them to self-soothe did take about two to three weeks of just okay it was the routine was a cup uh, a bottle of milk story and holding like I'd hold him for the time got less that I was holding him so that first time when I thought I've got to go I'm I'm really not in a good place I need to go and have something to eat I need to go get something to drink I was probably I probably held him for about half an hour 40 minutes and he still wasn't going off to sleep and he was just looking at me and I was just 
I was just like, go. I was just frustrated because I just didn't know what else to do. He'd been fed. We'd had a story. We'd had a bit of like singing and I put it down. And so that time decreased as I got more confident in the fact that he would try and self-settle. And that's, I think, by the second week, I was doing the, the bedtime story and the bottle, the night-night, and putting him down. And he was off straight away. So it was, I think it's just that realization that oh gosh he can do it like he's Ooh. he's eight nine months and he still needs me but he needs to work this out by himself yeah he's got to go through I it I think also probably the realization correct me if I'm wrong from your point of view to be like okay this is what I need this is the sort of routine that we need to find in our family for me because you were by yourself doing bedtime routines most of the time if your partner you know is working until late can I ask how you find that or how you found that in yourself having to I guess manage both kids by yourself whilst your partner was at work because admittedly it is something that I struggle with sometimes a little bit of resentment that I have to do you know the the daily slog (laughs) yeah so my husband's now gone back so he works um, uh, as a maintenance engineer so his early shift is 6 a.m till 2 p.m so he'd be home at half past two quarter to three sort of thing uh, so that's quite nice in that we have the mm. afternoon together sometimes we'd have that time to together in the day sort of thing uh, and then late is two o'clock in the afternoon till ten thirty at night but ever since our daughter was born he hasn't been on shift that his work have worked something out where he's only on like an early so he's only doing 6 a.m to 2 p.m um so oh nice like i've had him which has been really nice because he's been able to put my son to bed so and I've been able to do bedtime with my daughter because I haven't done really bedtime with both of them yet so it's because she's being fed to sleep and she takes at least 40 Mm. minutes to an hour to get to sleep every night uh yeah it's relentless but unfortunately he has to for the next five weeks go back to shift so I'm gonna have to do bedtime with both of them and I haven't worked that out yet I haven't figured out how I'm gonna do it just yet but going back to what you originally said definitely him going out to work and me staying home it's lonely I find it quite lonely and I like some days I, I don't he'll come home and I've not spoken to anyone and that's quite hard sometimes because even though when I'm back at work I work three days a week I'm constantly talking to people doing like chatting and like doing this that and the other and um I actually when I have my two days off I actually quite like the quiet just the space for to be with children but being on maternity this round time round it's been quite like full-on in terms of like it's just me and the kids every single day um there's no time to really connect with other people some days I like I find it hard when he goes out to work and then wants to do like I think it's like a mental thing for me wants to do things outside of the like work so his hobbies or his interests and 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 he always keeps saying because I like the things I enjoy doing probably things uh the evening rather than during the day and stuff like that so at the moment they're not really practical because my daughter so it's just that he keeps saying to me you need to find something for you you need to find something for me to do and that's really easy for him to say I just find it just like yes I know that that's the case but I've got so much going on my me time is having a bath for example like 
and that's and that's that's fine I, I enjoy that that's what I enjoy and it's that time out for me but I can still hear the kids I can still hear him so it's not necessarily that me time wholeheartedly out the house sort of thing but yeah I do struggle when he wants to he comes home and he'll say I want to go and do this or I want to go and do that and I think it's just that realization that he needs that outlet too he needs that release away from work and the pressures of work and the release from the kids as well but yeah some days he comes home I'm like just take them I I need I need a break I need five minutes just to compose myself I really resonate with that as well my partner so the amount of times I've said to him you know that I do struggle being at home so my little one does go to childminding three days a week but when she's with me sometimes I still struggle and I have a lot of guilt that why should I struggle? I I only have her two days a week by myself, right? She goes to childminding three days a week and then at the weekend, obviously, you know, we tend to be together as a family and I do hold a lot of, put a lot of pressure on myself and hold a lot of guilt that, you know, surely I can do two days a week. But sometimes I've said to him, you know, "Uh, it's been a bit of a difficult day, blah, blah. And he'll say, oh, why don't you go out? And that sentence just makes me feel really shit because I know that he's right. I probably would feel better and would feel lighter if I went out and took my little one, you know, I don't know, to the park or something. But sometimes I don't think that men understand the mental load that women carry in terms of children. And it's so easy for them to say, do something for you. The thought, just the pure thought of leaving the house is just too much. Yeah, that's what he's, that's what my husband says to me, actually. Like, oh, just try and get out of the house, try and go. Like, and there's two of them. It is, yeah, just the thought of getting out the door some days. It's just like, I think it's just that at the moment, with, I've, I've not done too much by myself with the both of them if I'm honest, because it's a confidence thing. I don't feel confident. I, I don't know why. I just think, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's that fear of the unknown. Um, is is my two-year-old going to play up? Is is he going to is he going to throw a tantrum? Is is am I am I going to be holding the little one and he's going to want to go and run off somewhere? And then I'm stuck because I still need to go get him and, and things like that. I think it's just you talk yourself out of it. I put that barrier up of like, right, I'm going out this morning. Oh gosh, right, this X, Y, Z could happen. Okay, I don't need to go out today. I don't need to go out this morning. I'll just wait till my husband gets out this afternoon and we'll all go out because there's two of us. And like, sometimes I need to kick myself up the bum a little bit. Like yesterday I met a friend in the afternoon and it was raining and it was particularly nice weather and I hadn't, got, hadn't loaded the car up with everything that we needed to go out with. And I messaged her saying, oh, did she want to come to my house instead? And she'd messaged back and said, oh, no, my daughter likes being outside. And at that moment, I was like, I just thought that I didn't expect that answer back. And it took me by surprise a little bit because I was like, I don't know if I want to go out. I'd arranged to meet her the day before and I was quite excited because I hadn't seen her in a long time. And then when it actually came to it, I was I was just thinking, do I really want to go out? Do I really want to have the hassle of putting everything in the car, getting the kids out of the car the other end? Then I was like, right, no, I need to do it. I need to just like give myself a little talking to, just do it. And when I got there, it was absolutely fine. And we had a lovely time and we came home and everything was, everything was fine. My husband was home. So he sort of took over a little bit, but it's that, I think it's the thought rather than the deed. I really resonate with that. Um, the amount of times I've also I've literally had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, right, you can do this. It's okay. 
even if she has a tantrum, you're in control. You're the parent. Come on, come on, because it's so scary. And I completely agree that most of the times it's just mentally you psych yourself up and wind yourself up about all of these things that potentially could happen. And then if you're able to give yourself a kick up the bum, I think it's so, so important and really, really good because you do end up realizing that actually you're okay (laughs) and you can do it. Yeah, when when you're out, you're just you're out of the house you think oh it's actually a breath of fresh air sometimes like being in the four four walls can be a bit claustrophobic and especially when it's just me my toddler and the baby and there's toys everywhere in the lounge the washing up hasn't been done there's a pile of washing that needs to go in the washing machine the bed hasn't been made there's everything (laughs) going on in the house and you think I just need to get I just need to get out for a minute and just close the door on all this um, mm-hmm. because I hate I hate looking at it and then just thinking I've still got that to do I've still got this to do and like sometimes I don't I, I leave like the washing up on the side and, and I'll do it like maybe before my husband gets home or after like or or sometimes I don't manage to do it and then he'll come home and he'll go oh you've been you've been here all day what have you what have you been doing <laughs> and I'm like okay. <laughs> uh, okay or oh, you can go back like, out now <laughs> I'm like okay where do I start with that like loaded statement so I've got the children dressed I've fed them I've played with them I've read stories we've been for a walk maybe around the block and I've done x y or z I've maybe done a load of washing it's the unseen things as well it's I've done I've done a whole load of washing and I put it on like the air and things or I put some um, laundry away that's dry and things I'm sure he just thinks it magically appears in his room I think that about my partner as well (laughs) So that's the other thing as well. Like he hasn't done. He's done like a cut, like about about three or four hours max. I'd say he's done because that's how long she, she, like, like she'll go without feed at the moment. But he obviously hasn't done two both of them for like eight hours. They had eight hours at work consecutively. So in my head, I was just like, you don't. I think that's the difference with two as well. Is that it, it ramps up a gear again? You've got just got the handle on having one, and you think, brilliant, I've got this. I I I can. I can do it. I've I've done it. And then bam, you've you've had your second one, and it's like starting all over again. Those mm. it brings a different family dynamic. I think in the fact that you're it's not just one child to look after, and you've got two to look after. And at this age, they both need different things. They 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 aren't independent of you yet. And from a, a relationship point of view, I think it's that realization. It's it's about give and take and how much you you have to work on it a bit more. I feel uh, who who needs us more at the moment? Like, is it the one child or is it the other child? And I don't think it's when you when you become a parent when you become a mum you don't know what it's gonna what's gonna happen in your relationship. Um, we got married and we waited probably about nine months, no, probably less than that before we had before we decided we wanted to have a baby and I think that was that was the right decision it wasn't rushed and I think when you when I was pregnant I was in that bubble of like oh this is gonna be like magical it's gonna make our family we're gonna have this lovely magical fairy land we'll be skipping in the meadows and <laughs> and then boom you've got a baby and like I think for me because we had uh him in 2020 so COVID and 
it was just completely different to how I'd envisaged having having my first child. And when he came along, it was almost like, okay, what do we do now? Mm. Who 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 are we as people? We're we're not we're not just uh, Liz and James, the married like we've got this relationship with mum and dad now we're we're these two people that like have a responsibility for another human being I think when I realized that I think I just wanted to tell him I always try and tell him how I feel and I think communication is really important and he tries to solve everything so like when I tell him how I feel or tell him what's going on or how I'm thinking he bless him just tries to solve everything and I think it's which is lovely but sometimes there isn't a solution I just I I just want him to listen and just say it's okay or it's Mm. okay to feel like this instead he tries to find ways to you could do this or you could do that it sometimes would come across as like he wants to fix it and that's been like interesting having the second because it's like our time was our time is not our own and we used to have time where we'd have time together in the evenings and stuff which we still do fortunately but it, it it's becoming less uh, and it, it's knowing that that will come again and you just have to be in that moment I'm I'm at the moment I'm finding it hard to be in the moment I already like I'm going back to work in the summer I think I'm already thinking like what's gonna happen what if she's like still being breastfed and he's like why don't you just live in the moment and I just say well I just think yes that's great but I still need to think about the future because it's going to happen it's going to come so yeah I think that's that's been interesting like trying to work out who we are as parents in a relationship like it's like a tiered system almost like so we got married we were a couple now we're parents where does that leave us and on top of that I mean you're figuring out so where it leaves you as a couple but then there's also where does it leave you as a person because you're still you're still your own human being yeah and that is something that I personally that's my biggest struggle. I just fuck knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it definitely. I, th- I think in a way, like having had them now, I, mean, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like it, it's it's been so eye opening and such an empowering experience, and I feel so blessed because I know that some people struggle to have babies and have struggled to to get pregnant and things like that. And and I know that I'm really lucky, and I really and I really enjoy being a parent and, and being mum. But I feel like part of my identity is slowly gone a little bit. I think at the moment it certainly feels like every day I'm a mum, which is great. But where where's me, sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and that like from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, and in my case, like getting up in the night still, I'm a mum. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's can be that can be tricky some days. I especially in the middle of the night at the moment, I'm just like there's no rest, there's no time away from children. It's like twenty four seven. I I want to be able to find me again, but it feels like it, it's it's got to wait at the moment. I don't know, it's it's yeah. that it will come again. Like they won't be this little forever. It's time is already going so quickly. But I think sometimes when you're in it, it can feel like is this yeah. all that I am now? Is that like I'm just a mum sort of thing or a wife or or both? And at the moment, it doesn't feel like I'm a wife. I feel like I'm just a mum all the time. 
and that's hard because we've got a strong relationship but I don't want to I don't want it to to lose momentum and things no but I completely understand because I mean it's just it's so busy when do you find time you know for your couple you struggle to find time for yourself right so then when do you find time or energy to give to someone else? You know, because your partner has needs as a as a partner as well. And that can be really, really difficult to, to manage and navigate. It's something, you know, we go through every day as well to try and keep the laughter, the spark when inside you're just pissed off. There's food on the floor. There's washing up to do. And it's like, oh. Yeah, no, definitely. I think for anyone thinking of having their like subsequent baby or they're like thinking of going to having their second child i'd certainly like go every go into it with an open mind and take everything like, don't kid yourself <laughs> no and like like it also like it also it was it was a decision that we wanted to have them close together so that they were they would grow up having a close bond hopefully and hopefully that they will share a lot of interests and have mm-hmm. a friendship as well as being brother and sister it's when I was pregnant with my second I was like oh maybe I'll have a third because I'm one of three uh, so I've got an older brother and older sister and I thought oh I'll have, maybe yeah, I'll have three and then as soon as she was born and as soon as come home and like the chaos is ensued I'm like no I am sticking with yeah. two and um, that's my lot um yeah. <laughs> so it's but for anyone, I, I think for my advice would be for anyone thinking of going, like, do I want another baby or do I want to, like, have a brother or sister for the the first one? I certainly think it's it's lovely. Like, he's starting to create a little bond with her as much as he's a little bit rough. He is starting to, he recognises who she is and he'll want her in the room with him. Um, so if, if we've gone into another room and we, we need to go bring her because she's in a bouncy chair and we need to bring her into the, like, eat with us for example he'll always go oh where is she like where is she where is she and that's quite sweet it's quite like endearing Mm. it's lovely to see that bond starting to build even like now but I think it was also nothing prepares you for what's going to happen I think if you want to have another baby I think just go for it and see what's going to happen and just ride whatever comes your way because however many people can tell you oh it'd be lovely and oh this will happen or might struggle with this I think you have to just take everything with a bit of pinch of salt and just think Mm. and also I don't like societal pressures I think sometimes like certainly from my point of view like my family were like oh when are you so like when he was a year old when are you going to have your second when and I was like geez I've only just like he said you just had one like (laughs) give me a break <laughs> like, I, and I think that's really important as well don't feel pressured to having another ba- baby or or saying like no we're gonna wait a little bit or we're gonna see what happens or it's we want to enjoy our time with our first before we even think about having a second because I think it's so easy to be like family to to especially older family members potentially like they it can be quite like stressful to think like oh you must have another baby you must have another baby when I think it's quite a personal choice and it is like especially for for the woman I think it's quite like your body goes through so much it took its toll on my body and it was Mm -hmm. a complete shock I think that's the other thing is you have to think about what you want your body do you want your body to go through it again uh, or do you want more time for your body to heal a little bit so I think there's there's lots of factors 
to consider when you want when you're thinking about having another child because it can be quite easy to be swept up in the moment and go yeah let's have another baby but the reality of it is and like for my for myself personally I got very caught up in fortunately it didn't we, we were trying for about three four months I think before we got pregnant but I got very caught up in it's not happening what if it doesn't happen mm. what if we can't give him a brother or sister so I was I got very anxious about not getting pregnant and that was that was hard that was hard to come to terms with I couldn't let it go like I, I remember I took one pregnancy test and I was like it's negative and my first thought was we can't have a baby we can't have another baby so I think that's a big pressure as well I hear you when you say that sometimes you just get caught up in the moment I mean sometimes I'll have a really good day with Isla my little one and I'll feel on top of the world and all of a sudden I think yeah you know what fuck it I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna have another one (laughs) and then I wake up the next day and she's screaming and I think absolutely no way (laughs) yeah no, it can feel like that sometimes because it's certainly like like when you get to the end of the day sometimes it's just oh I can breathe now yeah some days I feel like I'm just running on just like right I've got this to do I've got this to do okay this happened he's having a tantrum what's the why is he having a tantrum on Monday we took it I take him I took him to a swimming lesson and my husband was looking after my daughter and he doesn't normally so he came home from work at half a day so that means he finishes at like quarter to ten and he drove us to swimming lesson Oh, because that was the other thing. He, we'd had the the conversation the night before because it was going to be a bit tight. Oh, do you want to meet me there at the swimming pool, or shall I, shall I come home? And I said, oh, if you could come home, that'd be great because that means we can only take one car and things. So it's it's getting to about like quarter past ten. The swimming lessons at half past ten. I'm like, where is he? I've got them both up. I've got them both in the car. And I, I ring him, and he's like, where are you? I'm at the swimming pool. I was like, what? I'm sat on the drive. He's like, I'll be home in five minutes. Then I'm coming. I was like, Why are you at swing? I, I was just, I was like, I don't need this right now. I don't need this right now. He was like, Oh, it's just a miscommunication. I was just like, Where, where were you when we were having this conversation then? Like, so yeah, oh we got God. to the swimming. So we both got in the car. We both got to the swimming pool. We were a bit later than we normally are. And me and my son got out of the car, and he just screams for daddy. He goes, Daddy, 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 daddy. Because we're running late, we're like rushing to the swimming pool, and you can see him just getting my daughter out and putting her in the like push deck so we go for a walk. And he has a proper on, full on tantrum in the swimming pool in the changing rooms, and silly things like. I couldn't get his jumper off. <laughs> and like, I'm there with the other mums like around me with their like little ones. And I'm like there going, I can't get your jumper off. I can't get your jumper off. And then this woman comes in and says, oh, babies like hair dryers. I'm like, what? I don't need this right now. <laughs> so she's trying to distract my son with the hair dryer. And I'm like, I'm trying to wrestle his jumper off. And she's trying to talk to him. And I'm like, okay, just breathe. Like, leave the lady to do what she wants with the hair dryer. Finally so calms down and I can get him out of the job. I don't know. It just, it just wouldn't come off. It was just, it was just stuck. Yeah. And then we got in the swimming pool. He usually loves swimming. And he kept going, daddy, daddy. And it was just like, okay, let's just, let's try and get through this half an hour of swimming before either of us lose it. Have a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we get out of the swimming pool. And you can see his dad when he comes out of the swimming pool and it was all fine. But he'll just have this like smallest thing or just set him off. And I'm just like, oh, we don't need this right now. Like, yeah. Often it's the smallest things, isn't it? Like 
tiny thing after tiny thing after tiny thing and you're just like what is this day I just need this day to end I need to have a glass of wine (laughs) and just bye yes no we've just put him in his own bed we've had to do a bit of re so put the cot in my daughter's bedroom and we've got him a bed he just loves getting out of his bed I'm hoping the novelty wears off soon I feel at the moment the baby's the easy one I think it's the age as well because we need there to start potty training but I haven't Mm -hmm bit the bullet yet like boys are just I don't know boys I, I don't know what it is but he's just he knows when he's going but he will still happily go in his nappy and when I put him on the potty on the toilet he won't do anything it's just that thing of I just need to bite the bullet and do it but I haven't got it yet I haven't figured out how I'm gonna do it or when I'm gonna do it and things and then nursery like approached me last week when I came to pick him up and said we think he's ready for potty training and like as a as a mum I felt embarrassed in my head I know he's ready because he's telling me when he's going for a wee or two and then like for nursery to pick it up it just feels like they're like it, they didn't mean it in any like derogatory or mm-hmm. they didn't say it in any like you he needs to be potter trained they said it in such a kind like really nice way but that almost makes it worse because you just think mm-hmm. I know that I need to do it but I just I just haven't got there yet to, to decide how I'm going to do it or when and things like that logistics and they said oh well we know that family life can get in the way because I said oh I've got like five months old she's she's still quite like she still needs to be quite regular like to feed her and we still have to get through the days and stuff and mm-hmm. like I know it's I know we need to start the process but like I walked away thinking gosh like I need to I need to I need to do it I just felt a little bit embarrassed that like they'd picked it up as well it was always like another person telling you that you need to do something and like I think that's quite important to try and stay focused on how like because me and my husband have always said there are children we need to raise them how we want to raise them I do things the way we want to do things um I think it can be so consuming when you get people's opinions and ideas and thoughts and he says oh just ignore them if they they say something and in my head I'm like oh it's easy for you to say I think as mums the burden can feel like a lot more than it can for the, the dad it's almost like you're the mum, so you've got to you've got to set the set the tone, you've got to set the set the goals, the boundaries, the rules, do things a certain way. Whereas and the dad's overlooked a little bit. So I certainly feel like it's easy for him to say, Oh, just ignore them or Yeah, it's fine, we'll do this. But at the end of the day, they look at you and they'll say to you, Oh, is he potty trained yet? Or have you started? Or like things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and I think that's mm-hmm. quite hard sometimes yeah it feels like everything to do with your kids is your responsibility it's your duty and god forbid there's you know one thing that's not perfect and even though the person saying it to you may not say it with any judgment you feel judged yeah. you're judging yourself like oh my gosh I haven't done this yet I should have done it I'm not good enough blah 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 blah, blah. and then your brain just starts yeah. I get that all the time as yeah. well yeah in my head was so hard on ourselves I think as mums but at the same time I think part of it is you know societal pressure but it's I don't don't know how to not be harder on myself sometimes you know you want to be a good mum it feels like it's somehow part of you it's instinct surely mothers have been doing this for thousands and millions of years surely yeah (laughs) I should just know exactly what I'm doing so then when you feel like you don't yeah you literally feel like you failed 
definitely, yeah. Like, I think it's that, right, well, my mum was a mum, so I try and get my wisdom from my mum. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a different person. And I'm in a different era to when she was a mum. I'm, I'm yeah. in a different, like, time. Um, there was a, there was the society that there is now. And I think the mother load can feel a lot more than the dad load. <laughs> I look at when my husband has other kids for, like, an hour or so, compared to when I have them all day and I feel like he's just got a snip he sees a snippet of them in a way or sees a snippet of what what it's like to have both of them at the same time whereas I'm like I feel like I'm fully immersed in it at the moment like it's just boom 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 and then he comes home and it's all like oh daddy 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 and I'm like yeah daddy's home yeah you don't want mommy anymore it's fine I think that's sometimes hard to like to come to terms with that when daddy comes home it feels a little bit like I'm not needed anymore which is not the case it certainly it feels all about daddy all of a sudden and which is great because like it means that he wants that relationship with him and I'm still wanted when daddy's not around um but I think it's different for when I go back to work because I'll be working from home for two days a week and then in the office one day a week and we've had to move our office into our di- like a corner of our dining room and I had a snippet of what it's going to be like before I went on maternity leave and oh, it's going to be interesting like I think we're going to have to think rethink where I'm going to sit because my toddler obviously doesn't understand that I'm at work like mm-hmm. I've got to do work so he'd be popping in wanting to sit on my lap wanting to mess with my desk and mess mm-hmm. with the keyboard and, and everything like that I think that's hard as well because like I can work from home and I'm not actually physically going out to work so he's asking me this that and the other I'm like I'm at work I've I've got to yeah. sit down and do this and that so I can't imagine what it's going to be like with those two of them running around whilst I'm yeah. at work also when you work from home the home mental load doesn't go away because I work from home and if you leave to work you know outside in an office or wherever it might be that you do your job you can leave your home stuff aside mentally because you're not seeing it yes but the amount of times I've sat down at my desk and thought to myself right I'm going to commit two hours I'm only doing this task this job this project whatever it might be I don't think I've ever genuinely sat down for the full two hours because I just I look around there's stuff to do and then I start doing something else and then I go back to the laptop and then do this and then it's there it's very hard to work from home especially when you have kids I think yeah and like I never I so I never this job I never started out working from home so it was because of COVID that we were Mm -hmm. sent home so there was obviously a very big period of adjustment and I was pregnant with my my first where we went to the first lockdown and I just remember thinking this would be quite nice but it was actually like really it was a lot harder because Mm -hmm. I found myself being distracted more from work because I was like right has baby moved? Is baby okay? Right. Have I sat down for too long? I need to get up. Mm-hmm. And certainly there was a lot more like thoughts around pregnancy and like just trying to, I, I was trying to come to terms with it from working from home. Uh, whereas my second pregnancy, you were back in the office. So I went to the office one day a week. Uh, but certainly I was not relaxed with my first pregnancy and I wasn't relaxed with my second. Like, it's so mm. weird how like your brain and your body remembers what you went through the first time. I was like, I'm going to be different in this pregnancy. I'm going to think differently. I'm going to do this, that and the other. But I didn't. 
And I'd say okay. I'm okay with that. I've, I've accepted that. But at the same time, it was a lot to a, bur- a lot of burden. Like, so mm. I was always worried about movements. I always was like, has they moved? Am I okay? X, Y, and Z. But it was a completely different pregnancy. But I still have the same yeah. feelings. I just have a couple of questions before we round up. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in yourself? being a mum? I suppose the biggest challenge for me would be my time isn't my own anymore. I feel like I'm a different person. I feel like as soon as I had my first and then my second, I've become a mum. I'm not myself anymore. And that's and that's been challenging. Yeah. Like it felt like I've lost part of my identity a little bit. Like I just try take like each day as it comes now and just try and say to myself, I am more than just a mum and I need to try and find something for myself to try and get myself back out of the I'm a mum sort of frame of mind. I think it's so easy to be caught up in that I'm a mum and that's that's all I am. And yeah. that is quite challenging when, when you're pregnant or before you're pregnant, you don't know what it's like to be a mum. So you don't have any ideas or any preconceptions of who you're going to be. And then when you become a mum, you say, oh, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be someone different or I'm not going to have different thoughts and feelings. And then I think you do. And that's hard. Like, I I struggle with that mentally in terms of, like, I want to be the person I was before I was a mum. But I know that I can't be because that's not who I am anymore. I'm a different person now. I've got two children to look after. I'm still accepting. I'm still trying to, to like come out of that mindset that I'm I'm more than a mum. But I think it's going to take a bit of time to try and figure out who I want to be apart from a mum. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that you do for yourself to try and help you be just you or this new version of you outside um, of being a mum if I'm honest not a lot at the moment I find it I don't I don't know why I just I suppose I'm just so consumed at the moment like with mum thoughts and like am I doing this right am I doing this right everything feels so consumed by mum thoughts that I'm not really thinking about what I want to do or how I want to escape from myself and like I know that that needs to happen a little bit I think I'm slowly driving my husband insane because he has like he has like hobbies like running. He like goes like to go for a run. Like he has golf. So he's got those outlets. And for me, like my outlets before I had children was like I'd, I like I like crafting and like doing craft projects and stuff. And I I volunteered with brownies, so I was a, a, a leader at brownies, and I really enjoyed that. And I will want to go back to that one day. That's what I need to get back into a little bit, but with my little one being so little still it's Mm. it's just it's it's a bit hard it's so hard I mean my little one isn't really that little I mean they'll forever be really little to us but 16 months she's a toddler but even for me I I struggle and I'm a yoga teacher right so for a living I you know guide people into mindfulness taking time for themselves etc etc yeah I struggle so much to do it for myself because I also think there's this guilt that we carry yes that if for whatever reason we're not thinking about our children for one minute of the day we're the world's worst mum I if I want to have time away from the kids I will feel guilty because my husband's got them Mm -hmm. that's hard to accept sometimes like that we are allowed breaks and we are allowed Mm -hmm. 
that time out in the first days like it felt like she was put like on me all the time and it was just like personal space was just like I need some personal space I need that like time away but she was just so dependent on me I think that's the other thing is just that when you have another baby you forget those days of just feeding and changing sleep and feeding and the nights can just feel so long. I think the brain sometimes, you know, to protect you just blocks out, you know, the really difficult moments. Yeah. Um, and you almost, you almost forget about them as if they never happened. Yeah. Um, okay, one last thing. I did an episode a little while ago. We spoke about this idea of having a mummy PDF, just random stuff that it can be honestly the silliest thing or something really big and important that you feel any mom should know. I would like to ask you, um, and I'm genuinely in the process of creating this and just collating loads of little tips and tricks and advice, words of wisdom from other moms, and hopefully, you know, everyone can download it. But what would be your one thing that you would tell a mum you think she really needs to know this? I think it has to go back to solo bedtime. So because my husband did work shift, is going to work shift probably in the future, I've had to do bedtime by myself. And that could, like, in those first couple of months, that felt like a daunting task. Like, I'd get anxiety. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I've got to put this this baby to bed. I've got to put this child to bed. How am I going to do it? What if he doesn't sleep? What if he doesn't go down? What if I've got to, it's still 10 o'clock and he comes home and the baby's still awake. He needs to, and, and the overload of thoughts. But I think the way I got around it was that bedtime routine. Establishing a bedtime, like we've established a bedtime routine with my daughter from about three months because we wanted to try and establish it as soon as possible. So from three months, we were like, right, let's put her in the the next to me upstairs. We've got the baby monitor. I'll try and stay upstairs as much as I can without trying to wake her, that sort of thing. But but she's been read a story. Like I always read stories to both of them. So from when they were in the womb. So our bedtime routine is generally bath not every night normally every other night and bedtime story we have disney lullaby on in the bedrooms <laughs> playing in the background like soothing calming um very soft lighting and we try and change like the pace and try and change the tone and then it's lights out and for me i'm still feeding so it's feeding to sleep and then putting her down in a sleeping bag and she's then hopefully asleep and then me and my husband have predominantly the evenings to ourselves to catch up on our days and like for my son we got him down by like seven o'clock so we'd have we'd have like he's he's like obviously out of the bed at the moment so that's like a headache for my husband because I'm still having to put her to sleep um but yeah we'd have him down by seven o'clock so we'd have the rest of our evening to have our tea or to watch tv together have a chat yeah, definitely try and establish a bedtime routine in those, even those first couple of months. Like, I think that's what helps our relationship as well. It helps it helps you to have that time to yourself in the evening um, to just, mm, just yeah. chill. And kids, well, I was going to say kids thrive off routine, but genuinely, yeah. I think people in general, yeah. it makes us feel safe. It makes us feel like 
there's a little something that we can grab onto to make sure that we're not sinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For my daughter at the moment, it's just like whenever she stops messing around. Because mm-hmm. she's not feeding all the time for like mm. 40 minutes. I'm sure she's not. She's only like five months. So it's not, I'm not in any rush. Now that I've accepted that she won't take a bottle, I started to hate breastfeeding. Like I started to mm. just think, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this. I don't want to feed her this way. This is not realistic. I just don't enjoy it. I don't want to do this. But because she wouldn't take a bottle, I've had to try and like change my mindset a little bit and just accept that this is the way she wants to be fed at the moment and that's okay. This isn't going to be forever. So just try and enjoy it and try and just ride it out as long as you can. Um, Yeah, riding it out. Riding riding it out. out. And mindset is such such a big thing when you're a parent or a mom 100 percent. yes definitely amazing oh it was lovely to hear from you thank you so much for sharing your story and your words of wisdom with us and the listeners i, I enjoyed listening to the podcast i listen to them when i'm feeding at 2am in the morning and i i listen i find it comforting to have strangely someone else there with you because she can't talk yet a hundred percent a hundred percent and this is why I sort of created this project um in the beginning because I felt so alone mentally and physically and I just wanted to speak to other moms and I wanted to feel like I wasn't alone in my struggles and we all have different struggles but at the end of the day it's the same to a certain extent with there's ups and downs and it's okay to have those ups and downs yeah so yeah. I'm glad um, that the podcast has yeah brought you a little something and thank you so much for sharing your story with us today thank you okay I'm sending you lots of love bye, bye.